For the first time in seemingly decades, America is finally having some success in getting some pro 2A legislation in place. And yet, and yet, we still have an uphill battle, which is why I am so excited for today's guest. So let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Cardio Miracle Studios here in lovely eastern indiana want to in in uh, enact better heart health overnight well overnight maybe in, in a couple of months at the very least i'll teach you guys more about that later on but first looking forward to uh welcoming back today's guest you guys know him from black guns manor it is the one the only maj tore welcome back to the brian nichols show man how you doing Wonderful, man. How are you? I'm doing good, Maj. Thanks for coming back on the program and uh, looking forward to digging into all things Black Guns Matter, but also Solutionary September. But first, do us a favor. Reintroduce yourself here to the Brian Nichols Show audience. Yeah, Maj Toure, founder of Black Guns Matter and the Solutionary Lifestyle. We are a basic firearms training organization for people that have no information whatsoever as it relates to firearms. We're there for the person that maybe curious about firearms, just bought a firearm for the first time, you know, because of the so-called COVID pandemic, just people that are curious, but may not know where exactly to go. Want to learn about firearms, firearm safety, want to be a safe and responsible firearms owner. We present classes, uh, in-person learning for free all around the country. And uh, we've been doing it since about 2016. It's been an amazing journey. And you started that right there uh, where I called home for seven years, uh, my backyard, Philadelphia. Um, So uh, you yeah, you're doing great work, man. Um, and I appreciate you actually going out and trying to help change the community, right? I, I said, I got to get out of here. I thought things were getting pretty rough, but you, you're you're fighting the good fight, man. I, I truly, I'm I'm admirable of, of folks like you who go out and fight that fight every single day. And with that, like, let's talk about that, right? I mean, we've seen some wins in the world of the Second Amendment, right? I'm in Indiana here. We're, we're a, uh, an open carry state, right? And, and it feels good knowing that I got my rights uh, def- you know, guaranteed here in a, in a nice red state, but there's a lot of other states out there where we we're still winning, even though they're blue states. And I'm actually kind of surprised by that. Talk to us about what you're seeing, uh, boots in the ground there, Maj, in that in that world. That is 100 percent because of judges. I want to be very very clear. The wins are based on people challenging certain things, and sometimes, unfortunately, some people get arrested, some people whatever. But the wins are based on challenges to the status quo. The status quo now is not the actual foundation of what our country is based upon. The actual status quo and the standard is the Constitution. Fortunately, there are people that are willing to fight and challenge things. I can't remember which state it is. It might have been West Virginia or even Missouri, where there was a guy who was a convicted felon. And and he said, no, there's nothing about the Constitution that stops me from having the right to keep and bear, bear arms. And I mean, judges are actually like, yeah, this guy might be actually right. And so my point in saying this is now I want to be very clear. I am not advocating for somebody to use firearms in the commission of a crime. I am saying that the Second Amendment is very, very clear. And if we want people to reintroduce after they've done something wrong and paid their debt to society, we want them to reintroduce back into society. We shouldn't be putting scarlet letters on them. So 
these wins across the country, even now with 27 states are constitutional carry, these wins are based on people being willing to fight and rumble. Now, I want to I want to challenge everybody too. this does not mean that we get to let off the gas. And this happens a lot when we think we have uh, some wins, when we think we have a pro gun president, when we think that we're through the woods. We are not out of the woods until every single state and territory in America respects the Constitution, the Bill of Rights and the Second Amendment. Until that is the case, we are not out of the woods. And even if we are out of the woods, those rights need to be consistently defended, boots on the ground, consistently doing the work and uh, reverse engineering this uh, problematic, I'll use their terms, this problematic argument against the Constitution, against our human rights. We have to now pick up this argument as it relates to civics, being politically active on the local level and not just resting our laurels because we got a few, uh, you know, a few W's. We've been losing for about 30, 40 years. We've been main getting some traction back. But uh, a lot of that is because of, again, the hard work by some organizations and some folks and some judges kind of like were interpreting the Constitution the way that it should have been. What's the blueprint for the blue states? I mean, New York, California, shit. I'll even throw in Pennsylvania, right? Like these blue states. They've gotten pretty, pretty much, you know, to the point where they're saying 2A, 2A be damned. And and I, I guess, what what do you say to the folks living there? What's the path for them to try to fight back? Sue everybody. Sue everybody that's fighting against your constitutional right. The Bruin decision was in New York, New York State. The Bruin decision, that judge said, or those judges said no. No, this is not constitutional. It was overturned. Now New York City's doing things, and they'll come back around. I want to say this example before I finish this point. A couple of years ago, all of these blue cities said, we're a haven for all of your illegal immigrants. We are a sanctuary city for illegal immigration. Cool, that's what they chose to do. Fast forward, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, was one of those people. Fast forward to a few weeks ago, he says, New York can't exist this way. New York will fall if we, if we can't sustain it. This is what people in more liberty-based or conservative-based spaces said when these leftist politicians were saying this. So similarly, with uh, firearms ownership, they'll catch up after we sue a bunch of people. New York City is now attempting to come up with extra rules to avoid the Bruin decision, and they're going to walk themselves into a lot of tax dollars being spent giving Americans... Uh, cash out because of more Americans will start to sue them. That is the answer. America was made with money and violence, or at least a respect for money and violence. We have to violently attack the state's money. If they are denying you your constitutional rights, if they are denying you your uh, ability to keep and bear arms, especially in states like New York or major cities in the state of New York, like New York City, you need to sue them. You need to not take a deal. And if there's a million people individually, I'm not talking about a class action, because that's like looked at as one case. If a million individual people across the country start suing these municipalities in these states for unconstitutional practice that practices that when it goes up the pyramid, judges are saying, yeah, this isn't constitutional. They'll change their tune, just like Mayor Eric Adams is saying, changing his tune as it relates to illegal immigration and their, oh, we're a sanctuary city. Same concept, but we have to be willing to do that. Reality has a funny way of uh, messing up the best of intention and idealistic policies, eh? Um, let's go from our blue states to blue cities there, Maj. What's the best way to address the uh, the rising gun crime in these, these blue cities? Now, I, I heard 
you know, the Philly mayor, uh, Jim Kenney, say that the whole reason the Philly or the Philadelphia police commissioner is resigning is because, you know, she just, she doesn't have the resources to stop the gun crime because, you know, this Philadelphia is so loose on, on their gun laws there, Maj. But I mean, gun crime still increases. I'm obviously tongue in cheek. Philadelphia has some of the most strict gun laws. So I guess what, what would you say would be the best way to, to approach that? And obviously through your, uh, your kind of lens there with uh, black guns matter, I'd love to hear that too. If the city of Philadelphia leased the solutionary center for one year and put some resources, they have over $10 million towards these anti-violence campaigns, at least $10 million. If they gave us a half of a million dollars, we could decrease the crime by 25%. If they leased our building, right? If they helped us and helped us train more and more people for safe and responsible firearms ownership, conflict resolution and de-escalation, we could reduce the violent crime between 25 to 50% in Philadelphia in a year or two. The, the reality is they're saying they, they haven't tried anything. What they haven't tried is training people about safe and responsible firearms ownership. If they said, okay, we're gonna issue every single person a license to carry if you go get your license to carry we'll waive the fees which is twenty dollars we'll waive the fees if you take a class with black guns matter with the solutionary center or an online class if they did that for six months and they supported us i'll ask mayor kenny all these other different people if they said if you want a license to carry we will give you one if they said if you are a convicted felon nonviolent offenses more specifically and you've done your time, we will give you a license to carry if you do not commit crime within, you know, for as long as you don't commit crime, you keep that license. You would have some of the most hardcore dudes starting to push conflict resolution, de-escalation, so forth and so on. If the city of Philadelphia said, we are also not going to give you help if you're on drugs, but we are also not going to lock you up for simple drug possession or drug sales. The violent crime in Philadelphia would plummet just like it did in, what state was that? Portugal, when they decriminalized hard drugs. Now, I am not a proponent of using drugs. I am in great shape. I love health and fitness. But that is a personal decision that somebody chooses to do with their body. Locking somewhat, someone up that has an addiction does not help violent crime. Continuing to chase people for gun ownership, as well as what they choose to put in their bodies, just increases the underground market for it. If they did two out of three of those things, they don't even have to do all three. If they did two out of three of those things, one, help us with the Solutionary Center, two, give us six months to a year, let's track the crime after that, and then said, we're gonna give amnesty to if you want a license to carry, we're gonna waive the fees in the next 30 days to six months. And if you are a convicted person, we'll give you a state-issued license, but it will be revoked if you do any more violent crime, you would see crime drop in Philadelphia. And I say Philadelphia first because it's the biggest city in the state of Pennsylvania. You would see crime drop not only in Philadelphia, but all across Pennsylvania, damn near overnight. I challenge any elected official to take me up on that offer. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't, we'll figure out a way to give you half a million dollars back if it doesn't work. Fair enough. Um, Maj, this show, we like to talk about, uh, how do we avoid making arguments and instead make, uh, make converts. And we do that through the lens of sales and marketing. And I would love to dig into how you approach conversations about gun rights 
with folks obviously on the the more left side of the aisle but first want to go ahead and give a shout out to today's sponsor and that is cardio miracle folks i am a huge fan huge fan of cardio miracle i've been using it now for just about four months and i gotta tell you the cardio miracle difference it is absolutely 1000 percent real and if you want to take charge of your well-being today Start right now. Cardio Miracle is the natural supplement specifically formulated to support healthy heart function. And this truly one-of-a-kind formula boosts nitric oxide levels in your blood through its unique blend of awesome, powerful ingredients. Higher nitric oxide promotes healthy circulation and that relaxes and opens your blood vessels, which means improved blood flow, lower blood pressure, and reduced inflammation. And with Cardio Miracle, you'll also notice more energy, less fatigue, better sleep, and protection for your hearts. Now, the benefits of Cardio Miracle are clear. Optimize heart function, increase energy, enhanced circulation, reduced inflammation, and my favorite, yes, the better sleep quality. And now you too can take control of your heart health and experience the Cardio Miracle difference in your life. And how do you do that? Head to CardioMiracle.com, enter code TBNS to unlock your exclusive 15% discount on Cardio Miracle. Join the thousands of others who have chosen to make the smart investment in their health. And oh, by the way, you have nothing to fear because there is a 100% back money guarantee. So if you want to go ahead and start your journey to a healthier heart and a brighter future, head to cardiomiracle.com forward slash, uh, I'm sorry, rather cardiomiracle.com. Use code TBNS at checkout there for 15% off your order. All right, folks. So uh, Maj, let's go back to uh, my question I posed there at the beginning. And that is, yeah, we talked to folks uh, all over the uh, the political aisle here on the show, and obviously our goal is to try to sell our ideas to folks, and sometimes folks aren't on board with our ideas to start, so we're starting off maybe uh, on some some different playing ground. So what's your suggestion, and obviously you're the expert in this world, right? Uh, when you're talking to someone who, let's say they're on the left, like a, a Piers Morgan, you know, how would you engage in a conversation with them to get them more maybe on board to considering our ideas when it comes to gun rights? So first and foremost, I would find out what exactly is there. Do they have a trauma associated with firearms? Um, and if there's a trauma associated with it, because trauma is real. Um, and if we see that, we help them walk, walk through that healing process. Um, firearms can be very intimidating if you feel like you don't know anything about it. So that might be the issue. If it's just intimidation based on information, it might be something as simple as me explaining to them uh, with a next level training cert pistol. Um, just using that rubber magazine and explaining them the concept of what a magazine is and how it works. Um, so basically, we lead them with empathy. It's three steps to the solutionary uh, lifestyle uh, process. First step is empathy. Once you develop an empathy and a rapport with the person, they understand that you kind of care about them. You care about their plight, right? Then we can present facts. If you present facts before this person feels like you give any type of you know damn about them facts are cold you may lose them so we go empathy first then we get to the facts then we come up with a tailor-made solution to their scenario together so that person has trauma we talk about the trauma their brother was murdered their sister was you know negligent with a firearm suicide so forth and so on we talk about what that is and what that you know uh, how that made them feel then we get into the facts of 
Yeah, man, that's crazy because 60% of firearms-related deaths minimum are suicides. Then we present that fact and they're like, damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's true, man. But we don't jump right to gun. Then after we have established that report, talked about some facts that are related to their you know, situation, then we present a solution together. Now, this may not happen all in one sitting. This may happen here and then six months later and there. And the point here is we are not destroying the potential relationship with our fellow American, our fellow human, our fellow community member, our fellow loved one, whatever that person may be. We are communicating with them in a way that is full of love, honesty, care, and then we get to that solution together. Our job is to establish and maintain, expand on our relationships to build more people onto our side. And we also do that by respecting that right now they don't have the information that we have. So it's leading in with empathy. It's after we've developed that rapport, walking around in facts, then after that coming up with solutions in a smooth way and having those conversations with fellow Americans in that in that in that uh, approach. And that's that's pretty much undefeated. Uh, it's I mean, it's funny. We, we talk about sales and marketing, man, and that mirrors our approach that we talk about from a business perspective. And you're doing it when you're talking about firearms. I mean, you, you see the parallels because it works. Right. Um, and I guess this kind of goes to my one of my, my last questions I have for you today, and that is. Maj, what are some of the, the biggest challenges you've experienced with leading Black Guns Matter? Fundraising. Mm. And I want to be very clear about that. Uh, we have about $280,000 left towards our overall goal. We've raised the money and given it away. It's not sitting in my account. It's not sitting in my safe. We've raised the money to do these classes over the last few years, whether that's promotion, whether that's buying flights, whether that's the Solutionary Summit, whether that's paying for event spaces, flyers, all every person that's come to our in-person classes has learned for free. And in order to do that, we've had to generate resources through the voluntary donations. This is a good thing because, one, it showcases uh, the individual choosing to add towards a collective, and then that collective then defends the individual rights. So it's a balance there. And that's very, very important, okay? With that being the case, that importance of dealing with that that way is how we grow as a community, right? There's still a respect for the individual. There's still a respect for the collective. This That collective then, in turn, defends the individual rights. Our next $280,000, we need 280, excuse me, 2,800 folks to donate $100. The reason why we're pushing this hard for Solutionary September is it is very difficult to do the work while fundraising at the same time. It's very difficult. That remaining $280,000, we will be doing classes all around the country for the remainder of 2023, all the way through all 2024, as well as we will be able to buy our building outright. The reason why the Solutionary Center is very important as it relates to having a building outright, leftists buy buildings, leftists control universities and institutions. We need to start with one location in Philadelphia that we own, that no matter who, if they want to teach a class on firearms, civics, libertarianism, conservative values, uh, uh, stop the bleed, all of the things that we do, whatever it is, plumbing, whatever it is, there needs to be starting with one location that we own, that we can push back against the extreme leftist propaganda that is pro-gun, pro-Second Amendment. 
by doing that and showing value there, decreasing violent crime, showcasing where we can help communities, maybe some job placement services, all skills, trades developing. When we do that, then and show value, then we can go to some of our really, really rich and wealthy folks and say, hey, this works. There is a community benefit and there's the financial component. Let's do one in Chicago. Let's do one in Detroit. Let's do one here. The way that we make that work first, I need every single person that's hearing this. Guys, we do this and have been, been able to make so much great strides because of voluntary donations. If you're a really rich dude and say, hey, I want to I want you to work with me or my company for a hundred thousand dollars. And if it's three hundred thousand dollar donors, cool, we can work it out. I'm, I'm super serious. A year and a half of hard work or you guys want to promote. We can do that. But buying that building outright, making sure that these classes are free to all doing all around the country in, in uh, person classes, maintaining and remove maintaining the free uh, ability for every beginner to come learn for free. And removing that financial barrier to entry is going to be a very key component. That model, that model, I believe, and I have to say believe because we haven't fully done it. We've done it with Black Guns Matter. We've shown, we've made the urban demographic. Black America is the new largest gun buying demographic. If anybody want to check the file, I said that's what we were going to do in 2016. We did that within three years and less than $300,000. <laughs> we did that. Now we have to do more. We, I'm challenging everybody to do more. So if you see this video, we want you to be one of our 2,800. I know it sounds like a lot of people, but when one hand gets together and watch the other, both hands get together and we watch the face. We need 2,800 donors to donate at the $100 level. We can do this. That's all I need for everybody that's listening to this. We got the blueprint. We just have to execute it, and we need everybody's support to do it. That's over at givesendgo.com forward slash solutionary. The goal today, I think we, I think the number is actually 2,864. Let's get 64 people that watched it. I've noticed thousands of people watch these videos, right? This podcast, let's say only 1,000 people watch it. Let's get 64 people to say, I'll donate $100. That's $6,400. I can get a class done for around two grand. So I'll figure out how to do three or four classes with those that 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 six grand. But we gotta showcase that we're collectively putting our resources behind the people doing the work, myself and others included. And that website is givesendgo.com forward slash solutionary. That's where we could use every single person's help. Maj, you are the absolute man. I appreciate all the work you do. I know my audience appreciates the work you do, and that's why. My call to action is to echo Maja's. Uh, please, guys, if you are listening to this episode, you are like, this is great stuff. Well, this stuff isn't free, right? It, it requires the, the the resources. So I'm I'm asking you, please go to givesendgo.com forward slash solutionaries. Be one of the $100 donors. And Maja's right. We got lots of folks here in the audience who I know are listening. So please be one of the folks. Be the difference you want to see and be the change you want to see in this world as well. And uh, with that being said, folks, please go ahead. Follow yours truly at B Nichols Liberty, Twitter, X.com, as well as Facebook. Maj, where can folks go ahead and find you to continue the conversation? Twitter, Maj2Ray999, three letters. Instagram, Big Daddy2Ray or Maj2Ray999. 
and official Black Guns Matter on Instagram. So official Black Guns Matter, Maj Two Ray Nine Nine Nine, Big Daddy Two Ray on Instagram, Twitter Maj Two Ray Nine Nine Nine. Folks, if you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead, give it a share. With that being said, that's all we have for you. Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Maj Torre. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.